0: I'm Getty, Class of 2021, and I'm serving as one of the student communications interns this spring. Today, I'm sitting down with the student leaders and faculty advisor of the Green Team, Mercersburg student-driven environmental organization. The Green Team, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, leads numerous programs and efforts on campus to educate the Mercersburg community. We're here to talk about past and future initiatives, as well as faculty advisor Will Willis's new appointment with the Interstate Commission on the Potomac River Basin. But first, let's go around and introduce, introduce ourselves.
1: Hello, my name is Dylan Gant. Um, I'm one of the leaders of the Green Team and I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, yeah.
2: Um, I'm Addie Geithner, I'm a senior and I'm from Hickory, North Carolina.
1: Um,
3: I'm Clark Beyer, I'm the newest member to being a leader of the Green Team and I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. I'm Will Willis, and I'll
4: first do a shout out for Kirsten Donnelly, who can't make it here today, also a Green Team leader. Uh, this is my 20th year here at Marciusburg.
0: Great, so let's get started. So just to start off, how did the Green Team begin? Any history?
4: So the Green Team started uh, around 2000. Uh, a faculty member at the time, Beth Pethel, said that there was really not much recycling here. There was efforts were spotty at best, and that uh, annoyed her into action is the way she put it, and so she started it back then in 2000, 2001, ran it for a couple of years. Then Miss Stevens ran it for a couple of years, uh, and then it was turned over to me. I've been running it ever since. Great.
0: Um, so, for those of you or so for those listeners who don't know, what are some common Green Team projects or initiatives that usually take place in a regular school year?
1: So, usually, um, two of our events that we really like to do are our dorm conservancy challenges where we ask students to kind of monitor how much electricity or water they're using. Um, and we pile up the data and determine who saved the most, you know, water or electricity during a given time interval. Um, and we really like to do that, um, those challenges, because they really help us to um, act, um, advocate for, you know, environmentally friendly habits Um, and, you know, just overall, you know, conservancy.
2: Um, And then another one we do is Project Eden, which is Earth Day Education and Networking. We um, do a little fundraiser. This year we sold Green Team T-shirts and reusable straws. Um, And with the money earned from those fundraisers, we purchase LED light bulbs and take them to the local elementary school, Mooresbury Elementary School, and we give a presentation on climate change and the benefits of LED light bulbs, and then we give them LED light bulbs.
3: Yeah, and I think the best thing about out of the two is Project Eden for the fact that we're educating people outside of our community. We're getting in into, like, the elementary school so they can bring it home and hopefully educate their parents. So that's probably a big part of Project Eden. Great.
0: Um, So how have some initiatives been forced to adjust due to COVID and what are some, what were some plans for this year? Like how have you all been adjusting for that?
2: Um, Well, to start with Project Eden, usually we go to the elementary school and that could not be possible this year. So we got the whole green team together. Usually it's just um, however many volunteer to come, Um, but we held a couple meetings for um, each team member to like pair up and make a video on a certain aspect of environmental uh, friendliness habits etc um and then we compiled all those together and we'll send those to the elementary school for them to watch on their own time
3: yeah and honestly i think we've been doing pretty good with covid especially with this upcoming term we have some really big things planned like we're doing a documentary watch party for earth day and we're planning on doing a spike ball tournament for the whole school. So I think, although we've been faced with this big challenge, we've been doing pretty well at handling it.
4: Yeah, and I've I've been super impressed, too, with the team in that really are adapting to some of the complexities of this. Um, I mean, right now in the mail should be several pounds of pollinator seeds that we're going to be planting, hopefully a little after Earth Day, up by the Enchanted Forest to attract bees and butterflies and all kinds of stuff. I think it's a great way to get people involved. Uh, the documentaries are going to be a great way to get people involved. Uh, they've been doing a really good job this year.
0: Yeah. And I even know, like, just personally seeing things, like, starting with the fall with all the disposable mm-hmm. stuff coming from the dining hall, how much, you know, recycling and trash that was, and just seeing the garbage cans filled all over campus, and now it's, you have the reusable bento boxes, and so it seems like you all are definitely on top of that, so... Great, um, so for, I guess this is more for the seniors, but also Clark, feel free to answer. Um, what do you think has created the most change as a result of your efforts over the last four years?
1: Well, I mean, I do have to say that I think the school in general has been moving f- like forward a lot in terms of its like, um, consciousness of um especially things like recycling um i know that just just on my wing um in general i see people recycling so often you know their first instinct if they have an empty water bottle or a cardboard box is not to throw it away it's to put in the recycling and even things like pizza boxes like their first instinct is to say oh yeah like let me try to like you know save the the lid and recycle that part um even though it's a little more work than just throwing the whole thing in the trash. and so, you know, to a large extent, I think just it's been pretty amazing to see how the student body itself has kind of become more conscious of those habits um, and understanding that, that their, their one small action is going to affect a lot of different people because if everyone does that one small action that, you know, benefits us all, it's going to work out.
2: Um, and I'd say that I think Green Team has really risen to the position of possibly the most active club on campus. Um, this fall, especially when it was trickier with COVID, we made a point of meeting every week or every other week, but kind of every week. Um, and that has like m- just increased student participation, student environmental awareness. Um, and the more people we can get doing that in the club, the more it spreads throughout the school. Um, and this year we just sort of focused on really trying to think of events that would be outside of normal programming, like annual programming, and really make those happen. So hopefully that passes on for next year that we're just constantly trying to do more because this is a key issue and um, worth really taking time to address.
4: I can jump in here too. I'd, I'd love to say that <clears throat> I think that this year in particular in doing some interesting things like an online vegan cook-off challenge and things like that, I, I think that involving students has been really good. And what that does in turn is, and it's always been this way here, is that the more students get involved, the more it sends a message to the administration to kind of make some changes too, right? But the administration does the, that as well. And when they make good changes, then it also says to students, now you've got to do your parts." So there's always kind of this uh, gentle pushing of one another. And so I think that As it's become so much more active of late, um, which I really feel like it has the last couple of years has been really, really good, Uh, maybe it's not coincidence that on some level, the last round of strategic planning from the school included as one of our five strategic choices, really committing to environmental stewardship and fostering a a greater sense of place here.
0: Great. Um, Yeah, so kind of switching gears now, I just want to talk briefly about Mr. Willis and your new role with the Interstate Commission on the Potomac River Basin, and it is important to note that Mr. Willis is not leaving Marshesburg. This is just an additional role, um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved. Uh,
4: I met this wonderful guy at church several years ago, Ron Stanley, um, and sadly, he sadly he passed away, I'm not even kidding, a couple hours before I got word that I'd received this role. Uh, but he he had been serving in a similar capacity uh, and it 's a fascinating organization and it really works with several states to look at water quality issues uh, for drinking water for sanitation uh, for habitat and i 'm just honored to be a part of it i 'm still sort of growing into it and learning what 's involved in it but the scope the scope of what they do is pretty amazing really it's a, it's a it 's a great organization and to, and to be there with Officials from several states, as well as people who work in the field. I I don't know. I I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. I'm eager to bring some of it back to students, and just as a citizen, I feel like maybe it's a way I can try to give back just a little bit.
0: Great.
2: All right. Any closing Mm -hmm. thoughts before we wrap up? Um, We do have an Instagram (laughs) at Ember Green Team. Great. Definitely. You can
3: follow what we do that way. yeah. See what we're
2: doing. Awesome. Well, thank you all
0: for joining us, all listeners and all the participants. And Go Green Team, happy 20th anniversary. um Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Go Green Team.